original investigators believe he murdered her. They yeah. just can't prove it. It's my first initial call to the private investigator working on my dad's case. My wife jumps up from the table and says, God, who is this man coming in the backyard? I divorced him because I couldn't trust him at all. He lied to me at the very beginning. He was living two separate lives. In the water about 30 yards away, and I identified it as it was a person. We're currently listening to season two of Ashes to Ash TV. What happened to Carolyn Blankenfeld? Episode three, looking back. Well, in the car, I decided to call Bree and ask about the death certificate. Um, you have an email about the death certificate. Yeah, yeah, I got that. That's amazing. So, what are they? Is it coming via mail? Yeah, it should be here. It said seven to ten business days, and they haven't emailed me telling me I couldn't have it. So, I think things will. That, so. It's it's probably nothing. We're probably gonna get it and it's gonna be like she passed away on this date and that's it. Like it's probably not anything because it might just be one more little point throughout. Uh-huh. If you do get it, let me know. Okay. Back at the studio, Bree and I met up with the rest of the crew and we put together a chart which would help us understand all the players involved in this case. I'm really curious about the, the situation to which how Danielle left. Just as a reminder, Danielle is Chris's second wife. Yeah. Because it seems like there's a lot of questions about whether this was organized, agreed upon, or you guys went on a trip and came back and she was just gone one time. They were at my parents' cabin. So did my parents know when they went up to the cabin? That's a good question, if she Mm. was leaving. I'm pretty sure they knew that we were going up there. Yeah, Yeah, but did they know you were going up there so Danielle could get out? Yeah, I don't know. And did your dad know? I'm pretty sure he knew. He probably took us up there so that we wouldn't have to, like, watch her leave. All right, what do we got? Okay, so I found her Facebook. My dad's ex-wife, Danielle. I want to contact her. Do you remember when she came into your life at all? Hey, surprise, here's your new stepmom. Right? Like, he told us about her and then brought us up to Connecticut, and we lived there for, like, a month. And then we moved to Colorado Springs, like, all together. So explain to me, in your recollection, since you were very young, explain to me your dad's marriages. Who was he married to first? What happened? What, who was he married to second? What happened? And what, who was married third? And what happened? So first he was married to my mom, my biological mom. I know that they were like high school sweethearts. Bree showed me a home movie of her mother, Cindy, watching Sheldon, Bree's brother, on Christmas morning while Chris videotaped. This is Cindy on Christmas morning, rubbing her eyes and hiding. Cindy and Sheldon open presents under the Christmas tree. They just kind of jumped into everything a little too fast and weren't right for each other. Lots of abuse on both sides. And then I know my mom got out of it and they just shared custody. My dad was in the Coast Guard. He barely came and saw us. So he split up with your biological mom 
And then he went on to this woman. Danielle. Bree and Sheldon, Bree's brother, open presents under the tree while Danielle sits on the couch enjoying the festivities. No, really? What do you got now? They met in Connecticut somehow. I'm not sure the story of how they met, how long they were together before they decided to get married. Mm -hmm. They were already married when I had met her. Oh, wow. So you never even met her before they were married? No. She moved to Colorado for a period of time? Yeah. And I'm not sure why she left or what the reasoning was, but I really want to find out. And how long would you say they were married for in your best guesstimation? I want to say about a year, maybe less. Okay. And how long after she left did he end up with Carolyn? I want to say it's probably about a year and a half to two years between there. Okay. They met through Jenny and I. Jenny and I were friends in uh, third grade. Oh. And we wanted to hang out on the weekend, and Carolyn brought Jenny to my dad's house, and it was basically like love at first sight. On this third home movie clip from Christmas, we see Chris and Carolyn sitting on the couch surrounded by family. <laughs> we can't okay, take guys. out more fatties for Christmas. <laughs> when you first met Carolyn, what were you like excited to to have a mom in the house? I mean, I know you've had a mom, but... I was definitely like really turned off towards her. I'm just like, you're not my real mom. <laughs> <laughs> But so pretty typical. She definitely is probably like the big part of why I am the way I am today. Like she definitely set me straight when I needed so to be set way. straight. Yeah. yeah. Like she was definitely like a good role model in my life. They were married since I was in third grade, so I want to say that was like 1998, Holy I believe. Shit. So 21 years, 20 years before she passed. Yeah. What are you hoping that we find when we look up Danielle, the second wife? I want to know, like, who she is and, like, what she's doing now. And I want to know that she's happy in her life currently. Do you feel like she dodged a bullet? I feel like she did. Do you think that she'll talk to us? I really hope so. Like, I honestly, I don't know. And your friend requested her earlier. I did. And no response on that yet? No, but... That I, can take. I mean, who knows how often. I mean, I know she posted Wednesday, so what, that's two days ago? Yeah. So that's probably a good sign that by the end of the weekend we'll know if you're going to be accceptable or not. Yeah. But I do also, while we're waiting for the friend request to come back, I do want to send her a message. Okay. Because it might actually help her accept the friend request. Yeah, right? Like, she knows my last name. It used to be hers. Right. She's going to see that. Right. She's not an idiot. That's a significant point, like, for her just to not remember your names or... Yeah. You know, I feel like she might not... You, you might be able to pass her on the street and she might not recognize you, but, like, I think she'd see your name and be able to connect that. Do you think if she does talk to us that she's going to say anything about the breakup? I feel like we should kind of explain to her why I'm asking these questions. All right, well, let's, let's, do this. let's send her a message. I don't know if you remember me. I know this might seem strange. I was wondering if you might have some time to talk to me. Don't mind the typos. <laughs> I wouldn't know if you were spelling incorrectly anyway, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something else that might make her a little bit more interested in responding. Okay. 
I'm Chris Blankenfeld's daughter, and I remember you being in my life briefly when I was a kid. Oh, that's good. She probably cared for you guys, even if it wasn't something she could stay in. Yeah, I'm sure she, like, loved you guys and just had to go. But still, like, even with this, what I have right now, it still isn't, like, it wouldn't grab me. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, my God. What was so exciting is all of a sudden, Danielle messaged Brie. Oh, she knows. I'm, I'm gonna delete that okay. part. I know this might seem strange. I was wondering if you have some time to talk to me. So she's like, hi, how are you? It's been forever. Wow. Exclamation point, she's excited. Right, well, cause I'm sure this was, can uh -huh. you imagine if, okay, so you guys haven't talked and as far as you know, your dad hasn't spoken to her no. since then. No contact with my dad. So that's like, so this just came out of left fielder. So I'm sure she's like, what is this all about? Once I got back to the studio, I called Bree. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, I'm like really nervous, even though I like know what it's going to say, but I mean, there might be a surprise on there. Yeah. I kind of wonder, is this just going to be as simple as saying that she's passed away or is it going to be something where there's anything, other details or anything? Yeah. Do you want me to scan it to you and we can read it together or do you just want me to read it to you? Can you send me like an email with it? Okay, let me uh, grab my laptop. Hold on, I'll be right back. All right, so I've got the document here. I didn't read anything. I just opened it, so it's open can here. You see the, can you see the whole entire thing? Yep, I think so. Yeah. Okay, it's like a really long piece of paper, so I had to scan it, scan it twice. Oh, okay, I see. I see the bottom. All right. Ready? Yep. Okay, so it says her name, date of death found on May 7th, 2018. Place of death, Perdido Bay. Location of death, Pensacola, which makes sense. It has, like, her address and her job. Okay, so that's where her and Chris live together? Yeah. Okay. And the, that's her job? I thought she was retired. Uh, that was her job before she retired. I'm assuming they just put it on there. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then it has spouse, which is my dad, and then it has her father and mother's name. Uh, they're both deceased. And then it shows, like, the funeral stuff. The, that's not the right place where her funeral was. Is it just, like, where she was cremated? Did huh. they do that? Uh, it says probably in place of disposition information. So maybe that's what disposition means. I don't know for sure what that means. Okay. Yeah, because her funeral was at a place called Mac Funeral Home, and it was in Robertsdale, Alabama. Okay, so. so yeah, so I wonder if it's just, because the, the place that's listed says crematory, so maybe that's where they took her after. Okay, and then it has like the medical examiner. It says time of death, 845. Wow, that's weird. But if you look down at the very bottom, it says time of injury, 1500 on May 6, 2018. Ah, so that's actually interesting because I think that helps us clarify that another thing that says she went into the water at three o'clock. Yeah. Um, so manner, that's probably when they, death, yeah. when they found her was 845 probably, right? They found her the next morning at 845. And then it just says it was an accident and it was drowning. Immersion in salt water at the very bottom too. Okay. 
just trying to picture what it would be like to like look at my mom's death certificate this way. I mean, how does this? Do you have any feelings about this, or are you just kind of tuned off to the whole thing? Or I wish it described more. Like yeah. I, I wish it said something else. But, I mean, it is what it is, honestly. I don't know. Just something that's more telling rather than just what we kind of expected. Because to me, it kind of shows exactly what we expected it to say. Yeah. Is this the one who does, like, a whole autopsy? Or if they suspect uh, someone drowned by accident? I wonder if they do an autopsy, if there's an autopsy report anywhere. I wonder that, too. I mean, it does have the name of the medical examiner. It might be worth us calling them. Well, and you'll probably get further because of the fact that you're related to her but you wonder if it's worth calling just to see because maybe this is all there is and that's good then we know that and we can move on i think this is a good a great first step i think that might be a good idea to see if you can talk to this andrea noel minyard i mean i would try to reach out to her either way just to see if well i'd first just ask if this is the only thing we can see if this is it we'll just keep moving forward with the rest of the stuff and I hit the road while FaceTiming Bree. Okay, there you go. Do you know how to use your phone? Apparently not. Are you Can sure? you still see me, Bree? Yeah. I think it's a drag down. Isn't that, isn't that part of drag down? Don't you drag down from the top? Oh, there we go. Do you know how to use your phone? Yeah, how to I'm 40, Bree. Give me some, cut me some slack. <laughs> yeah, so what were you thinking? What were you thinking of asking the investigator? Um, I should just kind of go over with him what I know and see if he would give me information about what he knows. Yeah, I kind of think, I think that's a good place to start. To, like a lot of times what I try to do with people is like at least open a door so that they're comfortable with me calling them back. So if as I need more information or things go on or even that we can share information with them. I think it's a good start just to kind of touch base and let them know your thoughts. I feel like if we get just some preliminary information and see what he's willing to share with us, and it sounded like from what you said that he was going to share whatever with us, we probably have everything that that medical examiner was doing there. But like that's, does he have anything else? Does he have photos? of her body? Does he see bruising? That's probably a good thing maybe to just show up like a grieving daughter, which you are, so, and to ask questions that way. And then depending on how he reacts to talking to you, we should maybe play that as long as we can because we don't, we need his information. We don't need him. Yeah, so I think that's a good start. But when you're done talking to him, do you mind giving me a call back? I sure will. Okay, awesome. Okay, so you're gonna call him now? Yep. All right, good luck, hon. All right, bye. Hello. Hey. Uh, it went really. It went good? Yeah. Oh, what did he say?
he would be really interested to hear about the information that I have. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I could already tell that he's very sympathetic and caring and just a super genuine human being. Nice. Yeah. So I think that's neat because I feel like if we kind of keep him just feeding us as much as he has and we can obviously feed him anything we have. But yeah, I guess I'm going to be talking to him again Friday. So I will call you again after that. I will talk to you, I guess, soon. Okay, so I found a recent article about the medical examiner and it says that she was receiving income somewhere that was not within her salary. The article read, Okaloosa County conducted what it said was an audit and found Minyard had taken a salary of more than 673000 a year. Browowski disputed the findings of the audit, calling it an effort to disparage her work, ethic, and character. That she had 12 inadequate autopsy reports in the past five years. The article continues. Additionally, the state's examiner's commission convened a panel to investigate claims by the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office that Minyard's office did not conduct adequate death investigations in 12 cases from 2015 to 2018. The panel met and found cause to discipline Minyard based on the allegations which my mom could be one that they haven't discovered yet. Mm -hmm. And also she's resigning suddenly in September. Yeah. Because I was going to call her and then I found that information and I said, I'm not calling her anymore. So that <laughs> leads one to believe that she was being bribed to change autopsy reports. Minyard's attorney, Ted Borowski, declined to comment on the resignation letter citing pending litigation. Minyard is involved in a lawsuit with Escambia and Okaloosa counties over the reimbursement of cremation fees to the counties. Although a judge ruled in April that the fees must be repaid to the counties, the exact amount is still in dispute. The dispute between Minyard and the counties came after Okaloosa County tried to obtain financial records from Minyard and she sued to block the release. Bree and I quickly hopped back onto Facebook to message Danielle. Like that's what I would think. What should I say? Let's see. I know it might seem strange. I was wondering if you might have some time to talk to me. I remember you being in my life briefly when I was a kid. I feel like she's going to talk to you. So I, I feel like it almost isn't going to matter. I'm like shaking. I know, right? That's <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm so excited and like nervous at the same time. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to send that part. Yeah. Okay, so she read it. Okay. You can see that little yep. blurb. She's probably stalking my profile. Right? I'm sure she's like, what could this possibly be about, you know? <laughs> like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> Can't you see if they're typing? Doesn't little bubbles come up or something? Oh, bubbles! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. This is good because we haven't really given any information. I remember like when she left, I had, we never heard from her again. Wow, not even anything. Like, no, well, Sheldon and I didn't. I don't know about my dad. Right. If they did talk, I didn't know about it. What's crazy is like, what the hell happened that it was like needed to be that kind of a break? And I know she wasn't in your life for long, so it wasn't like she spent 10 years there and then disappeared. I'm curious, I really wonder how long the timeline was. I really wonder how long you guys were in the same house as her. Ooh. Uh, yes, I would love to chat with you. Are you okay? I was married to your dad for a short time and during the time he took custody of you and Sheldon, your mom was going through a rough time. How long were you married to my dad? How long did you guys know each other? 
Yeah, maybe. Should I start braiding her with questions or should yeah, yeah. I? Yeah, just be like, hey, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm just trying to piece together some of my past. Do you mind telling me how long you guys were together, approximately how long you lived in Colorado? I'm trying to piece together some of my past because of some things that are going on currently. And why did you leave? Yeah. No. Oh, is that a lot? Like, and why did it come to an end? My heart tracing. I know. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it's is. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, it obviously doesn't appear she knows what's happened. I don't think she realizes Carolyn's past. Why would she, though? I mean, I'm, I do want to explain that to her eventually, though. Yeah. Because I think we'll know if this person is worth pursuing further in this aspect. Obviously, it might be someone you keep in touch with, but I think it'll. If she's like, oh no, we're just too young and it, we move too fast, you know, and then we'll be like, okay. But if she pauses or hesitates on any of that, I think we'll know. Wow, that was a long time ago. I met him while he was working in CT and still in the Coast Guard. I think it was 93 when we met Whoa. and married in 1994. Oh, wow. So Whoa. they must have been married for a while before I even met her. Whoa. That now, how old is were you some in, new news. How old were you in 93? Three years old. We lived in Stratford for a little bit. That's in Connecticut, right? I think so. I'm almost positive. And he did a lot of traveling for his job, health and safety officer, which he still does now um, at Austell. Then we moved to Colorado Springs to take custody of you kids. I moved back to CT and divorced him. He did tell me that I would be able to keep in t contact with you kids. I gave you guys a book of stamps and fun writing paper. After the papers were signed, he said I couldn't stay in touch with you. I never heard from him again. Whoa. So ask, ask what year she moved back, because that's going to be really telling here. What year did you move back to Connecticut after? The divorce. The divorce. Honestly, I don't think I even met her until like 97, just to be honest. Whoa. Because I remember. Because I didn't think they were, I thought it was like a year. I think I was in second grade when we lived with her. So you were eight. And what, 93 you said you were three? Yeah, I was born in 1990, so. Whoa. I didn't even know they were married that long. Is that, she said they, were, they, got married, they got married in 94? So when did she say they moved to Colorado Springs? What year did you move to Colorado Springs to take custody of Sheldon and I? A whole part of my life I never even like knew. That's crazy. Right there. Yeah, I mean, he, like, he really like, I, he really was not around at all. I mean, in my memory as a kid, like, I don't remember him in your life. Like, he was there a little bit when you guys were babies, and then that was it. But when you were a baby, I feel like he left pretty... That was it. Like, Sheldon got a couple years with him, and then you got nothing. She says, it was a long time ago. I do remember that shortly after I moved out, he moved you guys in with, your, in with a mom from your school. So that would be oh, Carolyn, right? okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure she had a few kids of her own, and she worked at a bank. Yep, that's Carolyn. Carolyn worked at a oh, bank when my dad met her. Okay. So shortly after, I know he did not meet Carolyn while he was with Danielle, though. Okay. I know that. Oh, okay. So 96, 97. So that makes sense why that's... It's just crazy that you didn't even know he was married to her. Okay. So should I get with the heavy stuff? That woman has been my stepmom since 1999. Unfortunately, last year, she died in a tragic boat accident under mysterious circumstances. Involving my dad. Also involving my dad. Yeah. Also involving my dad. Don't ask her any questions after that. Leave it for a second. I just want to see what her authentic thing is. 
This is crazy. <laughs> so good response. All right, all right, all right. Read she it. says, what is it that you think I could help you with? I divorced him because I couldn't trust him at all. He lied to me at the very beginning. He was living two separate lives. One with me working for the EPA and gone for 21 days. And the second was him in the Coast Guard and living in New Jersey. The truth was the second. I was young and dumb back then. I found out about the double lives because I picked up or dropped off our taxes to the account. I opened the envelope and saw who he really was. He told me he lied to me because he was embarrassed. About what? Along with being lied to, did you ever feel unsafe? Yeah, that, perfect. Yeah, or physically in danger, something like that, yeah. So, I mean, the timeline of my dad's relationships, they're all very, like, close together. He got married pretty immediately after him and Danielle got a divorce, and then he got engaged not too long after Carolyn died. Yeah. Is he afraid to be alone? Obviously, but, yeah. He's never alone. He's literally no I mean, look at this pattern. Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patinel, special guest Bree, online interview Danielle, technical swimmer Victoria Gockler, cinematographer Cole Ellers and Danny, music scorer David Patinio, associate producer Kate Giordano. To subscribe to Ashes to Ash TV, please go to ashestoashtv.com, www.ashestoashtv.com. If you know of any illegal activity involving this case, please reach out to your local law enforcement. If you would like to give us a tip for information, please email at ashland57 at gmail.com. We can keep you anonymous.